Welcome back to a double shot of branding. Today, we are going to be talking about project management. So this episode is for the designers out there, but if you run a different business, this also could be applicable to you as well, but we are going to be talking about what to do from when a potential client messages you, contacts you to offboarding a project. So basically from start to finish of the whole client interaction that you're going to have. So First things first, when someone contacts you, either they DM you on Instagram or they contact you through your website form, um, you're probably going to want to set up a console call. I know a lot of people have different ways of doing this. Some people do free consult calls. Some people do paid consult calls where the price of the console call goes towards the project if they do book with you, you know, whatever you feel is best for you. I do free consult calls and I'm like pretty sure Caden does as well. Um, But you can set up a consult call via phone call, or you could do a video chat. Um, I like to do phone calls, but it kind of depends on the size of the project. Sometimes I'll like to do Zoom calls too, if I know it's going to be kind of a larger project and I can have them share their screen with me and kind of walk through their ideas with me. Um, But I think either are a great method, just make sure that you tap off your consult calls to, I wanna say 30 minutes or less. I like to even make mine shorter at 15 minutes, but basically you're using the time to just gather the information that you need from the client to figure out if you're going to be a good fit for them and vice versa. And then kind of just walking through your um, project process a little bit for them. So they're learning more about you. You're learning more about them and figuring out if you're going to be a good fit for each other. Yeah, I definitely cut mine off about 15, 20 minutes sometimes if I'm like really vibing with the person and we're kind of chatting about some other stuff. But 15 minutes is a good cutoff time, um, just so you're not wasting either one of your times, especially if it doesn't end up being a good fit. So after you set up the consult call, the next step would be to send the proposal. And in our other episode where we talked about like mistakes we made when starting the business, we kind of both said that we don't really do these full-blown elaborate proposals anymore. We basically just send over our package info and the pricing info and like what's included. So it's not, you know, it doesn't take us a ton of time to put together our proposal. So we send over the proposal or you'll send over the proposal and then you will give them an option. Also doing it electronically is always the best option, but you'll give them the options. You'll give them the information that they need to move forward with the project. So whether that is electronically accepting and signing the project or, um, go ahead and depending on how you set up your contract or your proposal, and your contract and your invoice, if it's all kind of, uh, if you have a project management system like 17 hats or HoneyBook Dipsado, you can automate all of that stuff and it makes it a lot easier. That way they can just accept and just move forward in the booking process. So um, make sure you outline all of your payment terms, all of the uh, cancellation terms, basically everything that you will want to um, make sure that they know that are really important. So it's not your full contract with all of the fine details, but I would definitely include um, the main parts of what you specifically want them to realize about your project. 
Yeah. And then after you send them all of that information that you've gathered, whether that be, you know, the same kind of price for all of your clients, or if you're doing custom pricing for them that you send over, um, always follow up with them if they don't respond in a few days to make sure that they don't have any additional questions for you or any hesitations that maybe you could help alleviate for them. And then if they do decide to book, um, obviously you would want to get it a head start on sending them the contract and the invoice. You always want to send an invoice for some sort of percentage down on the project in order to book the date with them. Um, because if you don't collect money, there's a higher probability that they will leave before the project start date um, yeah, arrives. Also a tip that um, I've received from lawyer friends is to make sure you check the laws in your state as to um, how a deposit works. Um, if you need to word it as a non-refundable deposit or a non-refundable retainer to book your time, make sure you're checking the laws in your state so that if God forbid something does happen and you do have to go to small claims your contract will stand up and you won't lose out on money because some states don't honor, I guess, as what, from what I've been told, don't necessarily honor a like non-refundable deposit, especially if no work has been given. So in our field, obviously creative work is, there's a bunch that goes in before we actually hand over any tangible items. So make sure to double check your laws, your state laws on that. That is good to know because I had no idea. I'm going to go check this after we get off the phone. <laughs> yeah, I had to change mine because mine said non-refundable deposit and I had to retain or change mine to non-refundable retainer to book my time. Oh, that's super interesting. It's a good reminder to hire a lawyer in your state to double check all these things for you. So after you get the contract and your invoice sent over, um, remember that none of the work starts until you have been paid. So it doesn't matter if they've signed the contract, they've verbally committed to starting the project. Do not do any work until you have actually been paid your non-refundable retainer. <laughs> and once that payment has been made, um, that's when I would let the client know what the project timeline is. Because sometimes when they contact you, between the time that they contact you, they actually ask for the contract and they actually pay is can be like a few weeks, a month, even two months, or sometimes even longer. So, you know, the first timeline that you discuss with them on that consult call uh, might change depending on how fast they book. So I always tell them, you know, like right now I'm booking at this date, but depending on, you know, when you officially, if you decide to work with me, um, the time will adjust the timeline based on that date. So when you receive the invoice, I always let them know what the actual project start date is going to be and the timeline is going to look like. And then I use Asana. There's tons of other options out there. I know Michelle has used ClickUp. Um, there's Trello. There's so many of them. Um, but I would highly, highly, highly recommend using some form of project management tool to help you with your communication and keep your project on track. Um, even if your client doesn't really use it um, as much. It's a lot better way to communicate throughout the project versus email because email tends to get very, the threads get really long, your client starts a new thread, and then you've got 15 threads that you're trying to sort through as you're working on the project. And that can get very 
hard to keep track of everything that you need to do where you're at in the project and whatnot. So um, I use Asana. I love it. I know um, Michelle really liked ClickUp and I've been wanting to get into ClickUp too, but there's just so many of them out there really. So you can't go wrong. Just find one that does the basics of what you need to do and go from there. I think that project management tools like Asana and ClickUp are really great for the client as well because they can see the whole timeline in front of them before their eyes. They can see, you know, when the mood boards do, when the first round of logos are due, um, when the project is expected to wrap up, and then you can always adjust those dates as necessary. But I think it's a lot better than having them email you like, okay, what's the next step and having them kind of be confused the whole like, time. Yeah. Like, so yeah. what's next? What's next? Yeah, definitely. And also something to test out when you do choose a project management system is sign yourself up for, um, with a different email and then send yourself the, you know, go through the, the, onboarding process of your project management tool, because I didn't realize this until I worked with a family member, but when I would send them the invite to Asana, and then I would go through and I would start assigning them due dates and assigning tasks to them and stuff. They, she like woke up with like 50 emails from Asana. And I totally did not realize that that was happening. And I have I mean, I worked this family member I worked with, you know, like two years into my business and I was mortified that I was sending out like 50 emails at once. So uh, just note to self, make sure you kind of go through the process yourself and see what emails are being sent and make sure that you set up the notifications so that you're not like bombarding your client with 50 emails. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> So after you get the client set up in whatever project management system you want to use, Asana, ClickUp, Trello, whatever, um, you're going to want to create the project timeline for them like we were just talking about. So outline when all the due dates will be for both yourself and your client. So you can write in there, um, I'm going to get you the mood board design by this date. I would like you to give feedback to me by this date so that it keeps the project moving along. Otherwise, the client could potentially sit on the feedback for weeks and weeks, and it would delay the progress of the project. This is also something that you want to outline with them in the initial consult call or maybe right after they have booked and let them know in order for the project to move along smoothly, we would like us both to stick to this timeline as best as we can so that the project that's supposed to be one month doesn't turn into a six-month project. Um, so just make sure you're outlining those parameters for your client, for the feedback timeline, and then also how you're going to communicate with each other back and forth. Is it going to be through Asana? Um, are you going to allow the client to email you or going to allow them to send you like Voxer voice notes, text message, like whatever that may be. Just make sure that you get all that stuff outlined in the beginning. To make it easier on yourself, you can also create a template for each of your projects and the steps so that like in Asana, I have a branding template, I have the website and brand template. And then when I get a new project, I can just copy that template over and I'm not having to recreate all of those separate tasks. And um, with Asana, I'm able to go through and 
write like a description for each task. I'm able to attach any documents that I need to. So one of my tasks is to go through Pinterest and find some inspiration images. So I created like a Pinterest guide that kind of walks them through the types of images that they need to look for. And so I can attach that into the task. And then when I, it's already already in my template. So then when I start a new project, I can just copy it over and that speeds things up too. So you don't have to like constantly start over, which can be very time consuming depending on how many steps you have in your project. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now that you have the whole project timeline created for them, make sure that you also have your onboarding tasks included in the project timeline for them. So if you want your clients to fill out some sort of questionnaire for you to gather more information, whether that be about a web project or a brand project, make sure that you assign that to them. And then also, um, if you have any sort of homework that you want them to do, like, do you want them to start researching designs for you and create a Pinterest board? send that stuff over to them as soon as you get that initial deposit so that they can fill out this homework for you before the project starts. And so that's not going to delay the project at all, because if they don't start the homework until your proposed project start date, then that could push back the timeline a lot because you don't really know how long it's going to take them to fill out uh, the questionnaires and make the Pinterest board for you. Yeah, I've run into that issue when I first started out. I would say, oh, the project starts on this day. And then I would send them the stuff that day and it would totally delay my project, push it back a lot. So make sure you yeah, take into consideration the time it's going to take for them to do onboarding tasks. I personally don't book any projects. I only book them with at least like a month out. So I don't ever start projects like the next week or two weeks from now, just because I know how much goes into the onboarding portion. Um, and I think clients don't realize that either, that there's actually a lot of work that they have to do for a branding or website project. And so um, I always try to give them enough time because obviously everybody has families and lives and their own, your clients have their uh, own jobs and work obviously. So um, it can take them a while to complete that stuff. Especially for web projects, if they are going to be hiring a copywriter and a photographer as well to work with them, you're going to, you know, obviously the project will not be able to start for a while because they're going to be busy working with those other contractors first before they work with you on the web design. Definitely. So after you have your project set up and you've got everything, you've set your parameters and your boundaries for the timeline and the communication and everything and you're going through the project and um, when you get to the end you need to also be prepared on how to offboard your client so um, what things need to happen to wrap up the project um, I know I have struggled and been guilty of having projects that last a really, really long time. And there's always just like a few last things that need to be done. And they just, you know, they kind of drag on and then the project ends up being open-ended for so long. And that can create, um, that opens the floodgates for re extra revisions and stuff that the client uh, maybe didn't think of earlier in the project. So it's always good to make sure that you have a smooth and efficient offboarding process so that the client is very aware that the project is over and any work moving forward, um, you know, will be an additional cost. So figure out how you're going to offboard, how you're going to send the client their files, whether it's through Dropbox, Google Drive, 
um, and how you're going to receive your last payment. I also build in um, into my timeline. I add tasks for the payments throughout the project. So if they have one due, you know, like in the middle of the project, um, or maybe even another one, if we've split up the payments into multiple ones, then I create a separate task for each of those payments so they know exactly when they are. Um, and then, yeah, make sure before you, of course, send over any files or release the website, make it live, whatever, make sure that you receive that last payment. Um, another thing to note is if you are using a uh, project management software like Dubsado or HoneyBook, I guess that's what they're called too. We were just calling Asana project management software, but <laughs> different things. <laughs> But anyways, if you are using um, something like Dubsado, they can automate a lot of these processes for you. So if you wanted to set up a payment timeline where you're accepting three to four different payments throughout the course of the project, you can set those schedules up in that program and they can automatically send them out for you. So I know just listening to what we have been talking about this whole time, it might sound a, lot, a little overwhelming to have all these communication touch points with a client, but a lot of these things can be automated in those systems. So you can get all this stuff like set up at the beginning of the project date and not have to worry about this. Um, but anyways, after you have figured out how you're going to receive the last payment and you send them your files, um, also, if it's a web project, you might want to be sending them video tutorials afterwards and putting those in there. Google Drive or their Dropbox. But after you send them all that stuff, um, make sure that you decide how long the support will last after the project. So this might not be applicable to brand projects, but for website projects especially, um, you're going to want to figure out how long you want to offer them support because there's just like, I don't know, loads of things that might come up following so the, <laughs> the launch. <laughs> Yeah, following the launch of a website for sure. So I like to do seven days following the launch of the website, but I've seen other designers do like a month. Um, it really just depends on, I think, how robust maybe the website is and the type of client that you're working with. Yeah, I do uh, two weeks. And then also make sure that you like really define what's included in your support, um, what types of questions you're going to answer, um, not so much questions, because that's exactly what the support period is for, but we also have a lot of times clients will be like, hey, I want to change this picture. Can you change it for me? So you need to make sure that you define what the support period includes. And for me, that includes no changes to the design. So um, if they have a question about you know, how to do something, I can help explain it to them. But Otherwise, I'm not going back in and changing the text or changing a picture or adding a page or anything like that. Yeah, because sometimes a client will sit on their website and start staring at it and then want to start making design changes. And you're like, no, 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 this project ended already. Yes. That's, all, that's on you. <laughs> Go check the video tutorials if you want to make changes. <laughs> Um, and then you can also use this offboarding process to um, propose new projects to them. So if it is a website client, do you want to work with them monthly afterwards? Like, do you want to propose monthly like SEO management or, um, you know, if a client is somebody who's going to be writing like 
multiple blog posts and they want help with um graphics Graphics. for them yeah like anything like cleanup basically do you want to propose a monthly package for them to work with you moving forward and then if you upsell what'd you say it's a great time to upsell to yeah continue the relationship with the client yeah so I like to do this after I send them their files and they give me the last payment I will send them a little email that um, is like a PDF that I made that kind of outlines things that they could purchase me, purchase me, (laughs) purchase from me if they want to continue working. So um, for a brand design project, I will propose business card designs, media kit designs, um, any sort of PDF design and social media designs as well. Um, This is also a good time to pitch being um, like a social media graphic like monthly retainer for them that was like a whole jumble of words but (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) so after the project is completely wrapped up this is a great time to ask for a review Um, and I recommend doing it just maybe sending them an email Um, don't send them an email with links to like everywhere that they can leave a review so don't send them a link with Google and Facebook and like Yelp if you're a brick and mortar. Um, Just send them one at a time and the most important one. And for most businesses, that is Google Um, and sometimes Facebook. But Google honestly is the first review that you should try to get from people. So send them an email right after their project where everything's fresh in their minds um, and they're more than they're more likely to actually give you a review versus if you ask, you know, six or seven months later after the project is wrapped up. So make it easy for them, send them an email with a link, and then also make sure to follow up. So send them the email with the review. And then if you haven't heard back from them in, you know, like a week or something, follow up and ask them, you know, Hey, have you had a chance to give me a review yet? I would really appreciate it. And try. And then after that, like if give them some more time. So then if they don't, you know, respond back, kind of follow up with them every like few weeks, don't be annoying, like every week or even every other week, but continually try to follow up for them because those reviews are really important, especially for small businesses. Something that I have done in the past is um, include a discount in the, in the document that I send them asking for the review. So um, in Dubsado, I created a form that was like an online form that they could easily fill out. And it was asking for feedback on my services. Like, um, was communication great with Michelle? Um, did you think the price matched the value? Stuff like that. So I was making sure that my processes were like exceptional with the client. And then at the very end, I asked, um, could you please like write out a couple of sentences for review for me to use on my website? And then at the very bottom of that, I said, um, I also can design you business cards, you know, the PDF I was just talking about. And then I included a little um, 20% off sticker that lasted for 30 days after the completion of the project. So when I sent them the email with this document attached, I said, um, hey, can you please fill out this um, feedback form for me and leave me a review? And like, P.S., there's a little discount code in there for future design purchases. And I found that by doing that, I had so many more people giving 
um, giving me feedback and writing reviews because they wanted to open it up and see what the discount code was. And then, you know, it's already open. So why not just fill it out? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And then um, after you've asked them for review, you can send them and we're listing out all these steps, but obviously we're not suggesting to like send your client 50 emails um, at the end of the project with all of these different steps, all of these different ideas and stuff. But um, if you want to offer a referral program, like, hey, if you send clients to me, I'll give you, you know, a gift card or a discount or a percentage of, you know, the sale, whatever you want to do, um, that would also be a good time to send them that information. Um, but honestly, the best referrals are words come from word of mouth. And so don't feel like you have to, you know, pay somebody to give you referrals. Um, yeah. Cause if you are working at perfecting your, uh, whole client experience, then chances are that that client's going to want to recommend you to other people anyways. So by working through all the steps that we just listed out by creating the project timeline for them, by using the project management system, this is going to make your client experience that much better that they're going to want to tell everybody they meet about you and tell everybody to work with you. Um, so you don't have to do a referral program, um, but I don't know. They're, if they're you want to do that, that would be the time to give them the information is at the end of the project. I think it's a good idea to for referral programs for entry level designers as well, because you don't really know that many people yet. So mm -hmm. yeah, when you're trying yeah. to get more business for sure. And then lastly, you want to um, ask them when they were going to reveal their launch to the public, because if you are somebody who's very active on Instagram and you update your website a lot with your new client portfolios um, and you want to announce the brand project that you just completed, then you want to make sure that you're not posting before the client does. So if I am thinking in my head, I want to reveal this brand launch on my Instagram next week, but I notice that the client hasn't posted anything yet, then I'll just send them a quick message like, hey, is it okay if I post this next week or do you want to wait or do you want me to wait until you've actually launched it to your audience as well? So you just want to be courteous of that. All right. So this concludes this week's episode of how to onboard a client and manage the project from start to finish. We will see you guys next time.